Welcome to the Three Wine Guys with Terry, Steve-O and Scott. I'm Dex Harrington, and today's show is a blogcast. Let's see what the lads have drunk lately. Gentlemen, commence the whining. Welcome to Three Wine Guys. Hey, how you guys doing? It's uh, it's been a little while. Yeah, you know? a couple of weeks. We had a little technical problem. Yeah, we had an issue with the uh, hosting uh, company where we couldn't do updates and our blogcast notes were off by a week or two. Do we sue them? I don't know. I talked to their fine people and I don't know where, but uh, the guy was very helpful and uh, ended up taking care of it about four days later. Yeah, so our, days our later. RSS feed wasn't updating and stuff. Did, right. did, so. did, did he apologize profusely? Yes, many, many times. Betty, really? betty, 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 sorry. He didn't realize that there were thousands of people relying no, on and, and, and I, Listen, the one thing I know about Scott is this. You can cross Scott, but if you kiss your... Kiss, if you kiss his ass and apologize, it slides. It slides. Yeah, like that fucking that dumbass manager Sunday night at uh, oh, Band Thirty Six yeah. who wouldn't apologize. Right. He kept saying, "Well, what can I, you know, what can I do for well, you? What can I do for you? Yeah. Well, first of all, apologize. Fucking apologize. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Am I wrong? Oh yeah, you're right. I'm fucking spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're back with our blogcast. What, what blogcast is this? This is twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Dosi dos. Yes. Twenty dos. And uh, we actually had our first caller from uh, on our, our oh line, from our voicemail line, which Skype is uh, three one two uh, two three nine eight eight one two. Well, were they slamming me? No. Okay, nice. Well, no, well, was, they, he, yeah. Well, listen. Right, here, here. Here. Hey, three one guys. This is Daryl from Minneapolis. Um, just want to know what's going on. I haven't heard from you in over a week. Uh, no new podcasts. Uh, I know the grad bag was a bit of a disaster, but. Let's move on. I hope everything's okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Wow, a little concerned, I think, for us. Yeah, yeah it was. You know, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it's like uh, it's a caring fan, which we appreciate. It, it, it's it's it, 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 but because it, it, it is a caring family that we hope to instill here. Sure. But you know what was sort of bad is that the week we couldn't get uh, update our, our RSS feed and yeah. basically let people get our, our to our podcast. Yeah. Um, we had we had grab bag up there for two weeks. I didn't even hear it. And that was our third try at that too. Oh, was it what, uh, man. The, the Blockcast Twenty was very good. So I oh, didn't yeah, hear grab back. Oh, we were doing really well up to about that point because oh. I, um, I had to edit that one, and it was at the end. We I don't even think we were mentioning the wines that we were drinking. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I don't remember the end either. So well, no. all I gotta say is this: it, for for those of you out there who thought the grab bag was bad, you should have heard the initial Q and A. Oh yeah. I mean, if you can do it. Pull up. I mean, you know, if you can pull up the original and the part when I'm just reading the question and you guys are like trying to interject, oh, and I'm not even I'm not even paying attention. Oh, to Oh no, when you were talking, yeah, and, talking, you're, yeah. and you were reading like a two year old. Yeah, I was reading like a two year old. Yeah, I was reading in slow motion, and you guys are like interjecting. Hey, Steve, do you want this? And I'm going. And furthermore, I liked it. Oh, <laughs> you know, that, by the way, that was no, that was your letter. It was the uh, the the letter from Lori. Yes, and you were yeah. like, Lori writes to us. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. This is from Lori, and Lori says that she hates to do this. But Steve, please limit your talking during the show. Why not give Terry and Scott more opportunities to talk about what they like and dislike? 
in my opinion, Steve, you are you sometimes seem arrogant and controlling. And you're trying not to read this without laughing, which is <laughs> funny, but... Well, no, she's right. <laughs> you sometimes seem arrogant and controlling, yes, and sometimes, well, most times... I even turn off your podcast because you're just plain annoying. I don't mean to be mean. I really like you guys or your other guys. Wow, Steve, are you taking a nap over there? Yeah. <laughs> we need the kettle prodder. <laughs> Truly a would-be fan, if only. If only, yes. That was that was read like William Shatner, dude. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 I feel like it's a bedtime story. <laughs> All right. Should we do a Q and A another day? Yeah. All right. Um, that's good stuff. So hey, if you want to leave us more voicemails, three one two two nine three. And Daryl, we're fine. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for asking. We're all good. Three we're one, good. We're back. Three Ready one. To go. Three one two two nine three eight eight one two. That's us, baby. Yeah. And also info three wine guys dot. Well, I'll tell you right now, this the first one. If this is the worst of the, of these four wines, yeah. these wines are going to kick yeah. ass. Yeah, you're, you're doing a little preview for our little, Shot of the Pop next. Little teaser. Shot of the Pop. Damn, I like Shot of the Pop. All right. Well, let's get into it. We. I think this is going to be a little shorter. Uh, well, I'm just going to go. Broadcast. Oh, go ahead, Steve. Well, I got. I got. I've got three. The first one. You know, a lot of times, you know, people like label shop. As much as we don't, sometimes we do label shop. You look sure. at certain things. Look for little bunnies. Yeah, little bunnies or the whatever. Critters. Critters or what have you. But uh, there's one I, I saw as H-U-I-A, and I'm like, well, how do you say this? And then I, and somebody said, oh, it's, anyway, I talked to a rep, like, oh, it's Huya. I'm like, oh, I like saying Huya. So this it was New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, bright yellow label. Um, but it, it is, it's not a, line, a wine that you would buy because of the label. It's, it's just bright label, bright yellow, has Huya and has a little feather on it. It's fun to say. But I like to say Huya. Right. Huya! It's, it's similar to your Booyah. Right, Booyah, which was uh, direct that, um, what was that, what was that, well, Stuart Scott started doing Booyah like in the mid-90s, oh, sure. and what was the movie where Al Pacino was blind and uh, Scent of a Woman? Oh, Scent of a Woman, Yeah, right. we go, well, well, you know who does, Which sounds like you're, like you're making yourself force puke. You know who does Booyah all the time, though? Booyah? Uh, Kramer, Jim Kramer. Oh, yeah, on, definitely. On, on CNBC. Now, that's funny we all mention that. My because, five-year-old son does Booyah a lot, too, because well, of Steve-O, though. Right. Well, the thing is, is that I, before Booyah and, and all that stuff, I was doing Kadaj back, like, in the late 80s in high school sure. and college. Kadaj, kind of like kaboom. Right. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I lived overseas, and I came back, and this guy, some some black guy in ESPN is doing you know, booyah. And I'm like, that's not, that's just like the way I used to do Kadaj. I don't know how he stole it from me when I was in Stuart Asia. Stuart Scott is from Chicago, I think, isn't he? He, no? he stole it somehow, bastard. Anyway, so the first wine is Huya Sauvignon Blanc from uh, New Zealand. And this is one I'll, I'll, I might even bring back when we do New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Because we got, by the way, we've gotten at least five emails. For whites, sure. White you know, wines, yeah. Just, no. just for various people saying, why aren't you doing New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs? Mm-hmm. They kick ass, blah, blah, blah. And I, I agree. It's just we that, haven't got and, there. And People have been asking about yeah. too, so we'll, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll there. get you know, there. Give us some time. You know, I mean, we can't get shit canned four times a week. You know, you know, hey, we all got jobs. And you guys three. got wives and all that good stuff. Anyway, um, but the Huya itself, the reason why there's a little feather on this label is that the the Huya was a unique bird that was indigenous to New Zealand. And what was really 
unique about this this bird was that one they always they coupled at an early age and then just became life partners and the male and female developed bills that were completely different the the male had uh, a very long sharp pointy bill and the 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 woman had a little short fat stubby bill whatever oh, i bet national geographic's going to try to get that yeah, on their it's podcast it's the only you know? it's the only bird in existence where the male and female birds um, had bills of different shape and sizes so let's name a wine after it. Yeah, exactly. I guess you know. <laughs> exactly. You know. <laughs> Why the hell not? Huh? Why don't they just say it's a funny bird? Yeah, the funny, funny bird. bird. So these two, you know, they're these two birds. They're really well, funny. Well, well, and well, they're, they're dorky looking. Well, but the thing is that you know, New Zealand, you know, they got their nickname the kiwis because the kiwis were these unusual yeah. birds. Yeah. You know, so I think they're kind of tired of doing that thing. So they thought, well, yeah, maybe we'll do something else. They make their own bird. Up. I, I don't know. Anyway. Um, Let's just go back to to Huya itself. This is a wine. Uh, this is a vineyard that was started about ten years ago, back in in '96. Um, and it's really funny because when you talk to like winemakers, you know, like, we've had some wines that are like five to six, seven years old. Sometimes they've been good. Sometimes they sucked. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, you know, um, winemakers will tell you that between the fifth and the tenth year is really when you know really how is this wine going to we've put a lot of investment into this sure. you know, they planted in you know in, in the early 90s and they started harvesting you know what have you so there's a lot of investment and time that goes into that and after the fifth between the somewhere between the fifth and the tenth harvest you have an idea of we've we've really hit the sweet spot we've we've knocked it out of the park or holy or, shit uh-oh. we fucked up well, it's well, like marriage well, steve <laughs> it's true hey let's well uh, that's hey that's, that's a good thing we've been doing this for two years coming up this yeah summer. so i mean we, so we got three more years yeah to peak. i mean we yeah exactly we got three <laughs> more years to suck <laughs> right before know? we get yeah, good before we get good uh you know i think that's fair yeah so you can't be too hard on us that they may never yeah, yeah man, 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 five man, years, happen. ten years. But uh, and it's funny, just reading reviews on this wine, like in the oh one, oh two, oh three, nobody was really raving about this wine. But the last few vintages, and the current vintage on the Huya is the oh six, and holy crap! You know, I give you a nice little label, and it's the frickin' oh five. That doesn't matter. Oh, but now they this right. is what it looks like. Anyway, um, so uh, as far like I said, the last few vintages of this wine have really the wines really blossomed, you know, really sort of separated the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. You know, they went from being an okay Sauv Blanc producer, and now, even though they make different wines like Pinot Noir, and they do a sparkling wine. So they're coming into their own, they're They're developing their own nose, you know, like the male birds. Yes, exactly right. The male birds, now they're being long and protruded and curvy and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, this is from the Waro, uh, the Waro uh, uh, region of Marlboro, which Marlboro is without question probably the most recognizable area of New Zealand. I'm not going to say it's the most prestigious because it's not, but it's definitely the most recognizable. And this is the area, this is basically, I don't know, um, you can choose like kind of like the Sonoma or Napa of uh, of New Zealand. Um, anyway, that being said, that uh, the wine itself, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Sablanc, and you know, we, you guys enjoy, in, in the, even though you guys would never buy Sablanc on your own, you have enjoyed the ones for sure. And you enjoyed oh, the wines we did. Oh, yeah. those were great. Then yeah. the, the, and I always say the Spanish one, right? The, the, the Albarino. The, yeah, those. That's that's yeah, probably, those two. Those two were great. That's yeah. probably one of my favorite, like light wines. I yeah, think it's that uh, really like nice warm. That's day. one I wouldn't mind doing the summer, like an outside podcast. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm down for that. Out in the yeah. old backyard. Hells yeah. Yeah, hells yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting about, <laughs> about this, 
That's just a large black woman right there. That yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the winemakers they use a they use a variety of old world and new world techniques when they make this wine, and because uh, they do it for a number of reasons that uh, they want to bring in fruit and balance. And, uh, and, I, and let me just say that uh, this is the last two times I've had this wine. It's always been one of my favorites, and this is a wine not to miss. If you like Sauvignon Blanc, this is a terrific wine. You're gonna find this wine typically between fifteen and I'd say fifteen to twenty, um, as far as the price range is concerned. But um, what I really liked about this wine is that when I don't like a Sauvignon Blanc, it can be overly pungent and it can be cat pee and grassy and what have you. This wine to me was very had this really nice clean fresh grapefruit, uh, you know, bit of grass and. Some a nice gingered spice as well, almost kind of like a Pinot Gris. Um, it was very grapefruity, but without being tart. And I think yeah, you guys, yeah, I think I'd you like guys, then, yeah, yeah, you would like it for sure. It was slightly, it was uh, si- slightly spiced citrus on the finish. Well, that's a tongue twister. Yeah, wow. slightly spiced citrus. Say that in about two hours. Yeah, yeah. Go on. yeah, not, yeah Cindy Brady never did that on the yeah. remember? She sells she sells by yeah. she and that's right. where Peter beat up uh, what's his face? Bobby Hinton. Buddy Hinton. Yeah. Oh my Buddy god. Hinton. Dex Harrington. Dex Harrington just walked Dex. into the studio. Hey Dex, what's up buddy? Nice to see ya. Um, anyway, but uh, the wine itself is excellent, and I give it a solid B. It's a definite buy if you like the New Zealand style blancs. Uh, this is one that uh, you might want to give up your favorite Kim Crawford or one of the other you know. Is the screw cap? out there. Yes, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. you got to love the screw caps, right, yeah. Dex? Yes, I do. Yes. Yes. They, they travel well, don't yeah. they? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Cheerio, Dex. Cheerio. Just an impromptu visit by Mr. Dex Harrington. It's always nice to see Dex. Yeah, he's good. He's and, good. And, 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 and I prefer seeing Dex other than uh, Kyle Sorbutts because that guy, seriously, he looks yeah, at me well, like I'm a freaking You're always backing up around him. He's always... He's, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, you know, we should probably mention the fact that... Um, even though we hadn't released something for a while, we've been out and drinking blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, it was storm. just two weeks ago where uh, in Chicago, one of the, one of the, the biggest retailers, Binnie's, yeah. uh, hosted their Midwest Wine Expo in, in Oak Brook. And we were there. We spent about four hours getting hammered. That was great. And how many bottles of wine were there? Uh, 700? 600 and something. Yeah. Yeah. And like there, how many different vendors? Like maybe uh, tons. 100? Yeah, easy. Hundred or so. Well, I always think that you know that, that's a that's a good breakdown. Each wine, each table had approximately five to six wines, so they probably had hundred to one hundred twenty vendors, if not more. Yeah, yeah. it was that was a like great that day. Cranford. I'm not going to review it, but I'll bring it up in the next podcast. Cranford was damn good. Hey, can we do can we do a, a retro props here? Sure. For, for a couple <laughs> reasons. Um, the previous broadcast was probably the most muted and subdued I've ever been in my entire life. Uh, Jason was here, who uh, you know I haven't seen for 15 years. Yeah, and um, he dropped a Mickey in your uh, in number one. Oh yeah, exactly. He did. He did drop a Mickey. <laughs> um, and uh, but that and then I was talking about uh, I was talking about the Philip Shaw wines. You're right. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then, then we had those at Benny's Midwest, the, the mid wine. And I got a couple of bottles, and they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah excellent value. Yeah, that that uh, the, uh, the that's kid. a that's a buy. Yeah, yeah. But but the one in particular was the uh, the, um, the Merlot Cab Franc. That was Cap what number seventeen. Yes. Yeah, yeah they, they, the, the, they have a numeral on the front yeah. of the, yeah. the label. I, just, so. I mean, they were terrific. So, I mean, just as a further props, and I just found out that Philip Shaw is going to be visiting Steve-O on the 31st of April. Nice. No, it's not nice. That's when we do our quarterly inventory. Oh, so bummer. So I got I to gotta call them and say, don't visit my store. Or, so. or you just throw your arm into the wall, break your shoulder. Yes. Like, I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. 
So go ahead with your first. Sorry, T-Bone. So our first one, I, I brought over to Scott's house about uh, about two or three weeks ago. Was it that long? Oh my gosh. And yeah. It, and it was um, Oakville Ranch. And Steve-O, uh, I got a bottle from Steve-O's store, and it was on a pretty good discount, actually. So definitely worth trying. A $50 bottle, 50 to 60 Yes, yeah, on the website, $60. But yeah, we were selling for 50 50 and I think I paid... 20 or 25 20 or 25 and then I then I went over to your other location yep. and I found it I found an 01 which was a little bit better so I cool. it, it, so I, I threw that in the cellar this is the, the 2002 they have they have a, a variety of labels yes and this is just their cabernet uh, napa valley i think it's their entry level mhm What's interesting about this wine is uh, Ashley uh, Heisey is the winemaker, and she works for Oakville Ranch and for Long Meadow ra- Ranch. You need to be burped. Some, choking on some shit after Bob. Sorry, Terry. Uh, as long as it doesn't come out your nose, I'm all right. Almost. Man. Almost. So Ashley, she um, she worked for Long Meadow Ranch. Who she works Long for. Meadow. It's got that little label that goes like, uh, it, it looks like very Western. Ashley, was she the one with the dark rim glasses on NBC? It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, what's her face? Banfield. Banfield. Yeah, whatever happened to her? Yeah. It's like that, Steve-O. Not, it looks like, I'm, I'm showing Steve-O how it's well, written. It's like got an angle. looks like a brand. Okay. Terry's writing looks almost like graffiti that you'd see on a freight train driving through a town. <laughs> yeah. It right. looks good, though. I usually do better. Some of the Warriors spray painted back in I was about to say, I do a lot better with spray paint. and uh, A little Rust-Oleum. Yeah, a little pastel. So less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, that's, that's, but, by the way, if if someday you know if I ever do you know bear bear children, I have a, I have a son. That you I'll know tell you right now, yeah, exactly. That yeah, where the wife doesn't shun me, because um, you know I, you know I give my you know my old man a lot of credit. I mean, I am the guy that I am, which is you know kick ass guys guy. Because like when I was like six, seven, eight years old, my dad was keep me up late, and I get to watch movies like Shane or Solid Seventeen with my old sure. man. You know, good stuff. I'll tell you right now, a movie that I'm going to sit my kid down to when he was like seven is we're going to watch The Warriors and say, listen, that means don't fuck with another man's turf there you and go. just watch your ass. That's yeah. good stuff. Do you remember all the characters in that? Oh, yeah. You yeah, this guy, kid, yeah, this kid goes on to be the karate Ajax. kid. Ajax. Yeah, yeah. Ajax. Uh-huh. And th- do you remember the game? Cyprus, who got, Cyprus who got wasted. No, Cyrus. Cyrus got wasted. Warriors come, come out, out to play. play. Oh, that with guy's the, been in everything. He was in, that that guy, he ended up being, uh, not Reggie, but he was in um, uh, Eddie Murphy's first movie, 48 Hours. He yeah. played li- Little Weasel. Yeah. And he was also, he was Sully in Commando with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, uh, and and Arnold's holding him over the edge, side, of a, side of a road. And he goes, if you lie, and he goes, and he said, if you told me the truth, you, you said you'd let me go. And he drops him and he goes, I lied. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, he always put like the wormy. Like, yeah, yeah, wormy weasel. You know what though? I, I'd love to see that movie again. Which one, Warriors? Yeah. Yeah. That might be a, like a three the, 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 wine guys yeah. night. We could start doing movie reviews. Movie reviews. Yeah, sure. why not? And we drank. Yeah. Br- drank and have our Mimolet grated uh, popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went to go see Star Wars, the final oh, one. Hammered. Hammered. And we walked into hammered. the... In, in, uh, we oh, went, we had... We brought, we we had, brought in wine with us. Yeah, we, we had a bottle had of bottle. Stag's Leap. Yeah, no, yeah. We, and then we had uh, little bottles in our socks. Yes, and we had, we had, <laughs> and we had, and we had a, little bottles. And a big bottles. wedge, a huge wedge of a mimolet. mimolet that we mimolet ended up down in just, thing. Just t- tearing off chunks of mimolet cheese people, and popcorn. People probably thought we were, we were stoned. Fucking, no, no, they thought <laughs> no. we were psychotic. 
But they, what the fuck were they going to say? They're all like 13. Oh, if yeah. we were like, you know, 35, and I'm threatening, I'm threatening kids, saying, "You want to go? You want to go? You want to go? You want to go?" <laughs> that was unbelievable. And then, I can't and then I'm my favorite part, though, was like, like most silent part of the movie, the bottle falls down. <laughs> you great. hear it rolling. Yeah. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. I am your father. Ching, 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 ching. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Tubebone. If you guys recall this wine, it was uh, it was very I, I soft. It was, vanilla. it was soft. It was very soft it was vanilla. Like yeah, the aroma consisted of like vanilla and plum, a little bit of cherry. Uh, had a real clean taste with nice fruit components, uh, mostly blackberry, cherry. And that plum is like gives a little lift. Like this, yeah. I think it adds like a little bit of. Acidity that was a to nice it. wine. Dude. It thought it was really nice. And then are, you, had, like, are you talking about the O2 now? Yeah, the O2. I'm talking that was about. was a nice wine. And then the it had a nice little um, cocoa finish to it. I gave it a uh, B, a B minus C plus. I think that's I think that's a fair grade. Sure. Now the price I paid for it. No, no. Uh, it's no, a no, it's no, a B. No, it's a no, solid no, B. Yeah. You know, but when but you told me the $60? price, I thought it was a lot better for the price. Once you told me what the price was, what you paid for it, I thought it was that was a good deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that's, an amazing deal. Fair. Yeah. I, for me, what what uh, I, I'll show my two cents in because I I can't shut up. But uh, I like the complexity of the flavors. But I agree. Um, it didn't have the the balls that I wanted in a cab. I mean, to me, it was like it tasted. I mean, this sounds really twisted. To me, it, it tasted like a you know reason why, typically why you you buy a Merlot over a cab is that you want something that's going to be a little more approachable, maybe a little bit softer, but still a little bit chewy. This wine was soft and chewy and a little bit complex, but it just didn't have the the real weight that I was looking for. Exactly, I agree with you. And that's, so and that, I mean, I, I, what I'm saying is that the, from the complexity and the flavor standpoint, I thought it was very good. I, definitely, I think it's it's a thirty dollar plus. Without question, you don't drink this and say, "Was this fifteen bucks?" I mean, you're thinking to yourself, "It's thirty dollars plus." But fifty, sixty—that's a that's mm-hmm. I think a that's, little that's, bit that's of a, a little bit of a, a stretch. I mean, I think of like this is like I'd buy the Frannis for forty before I bought this. So, what was your overall grade then, Terry? Uh, of C plus B minus that range. Cool. Well, my first wine is one that uh, Steve and I had at. After what was our last podcast we did uh, Spanish? Yes, we taped Spanish. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was good. How about those wines, guys? Huh? We uh, Steve and I, after going restaurant to restaurant, we ended up finding a. Uh, we were able to get a table at Capital Grill, which is one of the chains chain steakhouses throughout the country. Uh, well, we had the 2004 uh, Schaefer's Relentless. I think it was the 03. Really. Yeah, shows you what I know. I was loaded that night, though. So either way, it was either the 2003 or 2004. I thought it was brand new because they had just gotten it in. Yeah, or did I, we have the last one of their 04s? No, no, we we got whatever we got was their last one. So maybe it was the 03. Yeah, I think it was the 03. Okay, so that makes sense. So then it's the 2003 Relentless. It doesn't uh, matter. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it was uh, 76. At least the 04. I think 03 is pretty similar. They do about three quarters of it uh, Syrah and about a quarter of it uh, Petite, Petite Syrah. Syrah. And I had had the week before that the 97 or, yeah, I believe it was the 97 uh, Relentless at a friend's house. Uh, But quick background on uh, Schaefer Vineyards. Uh, They were founded by John Schaefer in 1973, and uh, he had spent 20 years in the publishing industry, and uh, their vineyards located in the Stag's Leap District of Napa Valley. The nose in it, uh, awesome dark fruit spice chocolate liqueur. It was just fantastic Fucking nose. Awesome. Uh, taste wise, it was big, bold. It was definitely young. It's one of this is a wine that you could hang on to. That's one thing with you go into restaurants like this, not sliding them, but you know their inventory is all new, and this all is new. one that you know you almost wish it's all new or it's 
ridiculously overpriced if anything right. has any age. This was at the all. best deal. It, it wasn't too badly overpriced for this no. restaurant. That's why I got to give Capital Grill some prop. They had it, and it wasn't even uh, double the price. I, I was surprised. That was like um, I think that was the big bargain on their menu. How much is rentless normally? About ninety, sixty-five. Oh, is that low? Yeah, yeah. And it was like a hundred on the menu. Oh, I oh, don't wow. even know if it was that. Was it? No, you know, no, it was eighty-five. Eighty-five. That's what I thought. Yeah, it was right. only it was up by like twenty, You're twenty-five exactly right. bucks. Yeah, eighty-five. I, and what was funny? The numbers were really blurry. No, never mind. Um, yeah. But anyhow, I, I gave this a solid, solid A. Absolutely a minus. Right. I mean, it was right. There's my oxymoron, solid A, A minus. But it was definitely in the A range. It was for that price. It's no, it's, a, no it's, it's an absolute buy. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where if you like Shiraz and you like Zinfandels and you like really big, flavorful, just kick-ass wines, one of those things, instead of buying, just save up and just get one. Oh, Wait, yeah. isn't there Petite Syrah in it, too? Yeah. yeah it's that's half and half, it's, isn't it? It's, no, three, it's three, three quarters Syrah, one quarter Petite Syrah. But he mixes that. Yeah, it varies, but per, a rule, vintage, rule right? of thumb, it's usually 75% Syrah, 25 Petite Syrah. It varies you know five what? or ten points. That's, pretty, that, that's a nice segue into what I have. This is um, from Rutherford Glen. And Steve's Mar- store, uh, yeah, I I got it. Your other location. Do you? Do, I don't know if you sell this. The Rutherford Glen Estates. It's just called Red. Two thousand five, eighty-five percent Shiraz, fifteen percent Petite Syrah. And what's sort of cool about this from Australia? They they refer to it as Durif, which is really you know, Durif or Durif. Durif. Sure. Who knows? It's, Durif, it's Durif. what it should be called, anyways. For sure. So, and I think in Australia, what would confuse them more if they saw Petite Syrah? On a bottle. Right. If you're from oh, yeah. Australia. Pussy Syrah. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what they think it is, you would think, yeah. Yeah. Literally. No, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be because rude it's or not, crass, yeah. which I often am. But So I thought it was sort of cool that they put Duraf on there. And in California, there's been, the, you know, the, the P.S. I love you, the mm-hmm. Petite Syrah. Um, P.S. I love you dot org, right? Dot org or dot com. But we, yeah. you know, they're like an advocacy group for, sure. for Petite Syrah. They educate people. And they are in the camp of also saying, you know what, let's call this Duraf because it's confusing the public way too much. Uh, but this is 85% Shiraz and 15% Duraf. Uh, this vineyard was established in 1997 and released their first wine in 2001. Initially, the wine was sold throughout the U.K., and recently, over the last few years, it's been hitting our shores in the U.S. Do you think they're getting a bump up because of the whole Bono Red thing? No. <laughs> well, you know, the uh, Red campaign. Yeah, yeah I don't no, know. no affiliation. If the, you know what, good idea. Maybe throw an iPod. Uh, Nano you get a on scratch it. off the back. You either get tickets to U2 or Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or no, it tells you how much you you should donate after the right. fact. It's like you owe us yeah, five dollars. Five dollars. Um. So Rutherford Glen, though, is. The, relatively a, a new young vineyard and they're located in Victoria so um, lovely. it's lovely uh, the notes on this it's a deep ruby red color uh, with dark purple hues uh, this is $12 it's got the what we often refer to as the halo of death or what Steve-O has, is, did you coin that phrase? death cloud oh death cloud death okay cloud, yeah. I, by the way I definitely coined that yeah, you better uh, trademark that. I put oh. down Halo of Death. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, you talk about, you're, you're talking about Satan in church and the Halo of Death. You guys fucking, you know. I'm in hey, trouble. Lucifer, Lucifer, enjoy your wine. <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, right to hell. This had a really interesting aroma with uh, blackberry spice, like that scorched soil, and a little bit of floralness. And that doesn't sound really 
all the, I mean, it, it sounds sort of disjointed almost all those different things going on but it, it really has a nice integration of those of all those uh, aromas uh, the flavor is a little bit unexpected f- from the aroma I, I got more blueberry and blackberry I, I, it, you know, it's funny you mentioned but typically when I think about Petit Syrah or Dourif. Well, sure. I, I normally think of dark fruit, you know, the more that dark berry, blueberry type flavors. That's so, what I was, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but the, they had like this really earthiness to the nose with all, and, and so I was expecting that yeah. to come through on the flavor, and it, it, was, it wasn't overly heavy. Uh, the so it was better on the palate than on the nose? Oh, I like both of them. It just oh, it, it seems a little disjointed, though, from what you smell to what you got, you know. The one thing that sort of separates this from most wines that I've had in this price range at 12 bucks is the tannin and structure to it. This had a lot of lift to it. It had a nice peppery finish. I think it's it tastes extremely young, and... Um, and it it might be seller worthy to some degree. Maybe a year from now. Thirteen bucks. Uh, Twelve bucks. So and I'm not kidding. No, 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 this, so is not, this is not a closeout price. Because the one thing I don't want to I, no, I don't want to no, it's twelve dollars retail all day long. Yeah. So is this a, this a B? A solid B. Yeah. Of course it is. Buy yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Steve, you're up. Okay. Um, well, listen. Uh, I, I you know I love the Stradella. I'm I'm going into Scott category. Scott. You know, uh, stratosphere on this one. Um, I was at the wine meeting I was at, you know, two days ago. We had 30 wines from 10 to $150. Nice. And uh, everyone, you know, when you start drinking wines that are a buck, you know, a lot of times you ask yourself, is it worth a buck? Is it worth a buck, yeah. And uh, this next wine is worth a buck. This wow. is a wine, without question, without question, worth a buck. This is a Chapelet Estate, and I love Chapelet wines. Got it at home. The Estate? Yeah. The 04? The big. This is a bottle the again. The black bottle. Someone's breaking into your house. You're reaching for that bottle. It's yes. a big, big. No, it's bottle. a mortar. It's a fucking mortar. Yeah. What 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 year do you got? I go two or three. Or four. Uh, I'll have to look. It doesn't at matter. Yeah. The 04 I just had. And um, the reason why I was thinking of you, for two reasons. One, because you know if you're gonna spend a buck, which not a problem oh, yeah, for it's you. Worth- yeah, whatever. Well, but, you want it to be worth it if you're going to spend oh, it. Oh, no, no. But anyway, so, and we'll get into that in a second. Um, but the wine itself, it's, uh, this vintage is 78% Cabernet, 14% Petit, petit Verdot. Oh, nice. Remember Scott threw out the Petit Verdot on yeah. a stumper? Yeah. And that's about 8% Merlot. But um, these guys have been, uh, the Chapelet family has been, um, they, they started on a Pritchard Hill estate. They were, the very, they were the, actually the very first vineyard in Napa. This is an interesting T-bone. Yeah, Andre Chelyshev, uh back in the day was like back in the 40s and 50s. This was the guy. He was basically like the guru of California Napa before wines really took off. But he realized that mountain fruit, you know, on a high slope. elevation on a slope, really in Napa, really could bring just uh, you know a, a, a larger depth, a, a you know, a higher level of Cabernet in general. So um, these guys, uh, the Chapelet family. In, in the 60s, they bought and they established one of the premier estates, and they've been growing their fruit there ever since. Now, you know, their kids running, running, it, running the business. But um, uh, they use uh, organic farming techniques, and um, they use things as uh, they do uh, nutrient-rich, nutrient-rich cover crops, bird boxes, compost, tea, and irrigation, um, and uh, basically to, to to help keep everything sort of biodynamic over there. So let, let, let me just talk talk about this wine. This is their high end. This is their top of the shelf uh, Cabernet. It goes for about 100 bucks, and uh, the wine itself is an 04. And there was a lot going on with this wine. Um, this is a wine that it was muted in the nose. 
and and it's funny because we're drinking the you know we're drinking the two shot pops and between three and four you'll notice three is much more giving on the nose than four you know, but and sometimes you know and that's what's so enjoyable about wine is that wine it's you know your olfactory you know abilities really enhance your you know oh, sure. your appreciation of the wine and I will say this the wine itself is still a, it's just brand new I mean they just released this wine so it's still muted on the nose. That's one thing I would say. But right when you, as soon as you, it, it hits your palate, you know, the flavors really pop. It's really nice. Typical mountain fruit typically has a bit of more spiciness than other Cabernets. And this really has this really nicely spicely, spicely. Nicely spicely. Nicely nice. spiced red currant. Um, the the wine itself, I think it could u- easily use more time. But here's the reason why I'm bringing this up. I mean, for for a hundred bucks, you think about different wines you could buy. You could buy a 2003 uh, Leoval Porphyry, which you just bought, which sure. is 98 rated from Parker for a yeah. hundred bucks. But you know, you're you're not really going to enjoy that wine. You're not going to be able to enjoy that wine for oh, three or four years. That's maybe five. Myself, right. You know, ideally, you you hold that until 2013. You know, um, the reason why I would buy this wine is that it's a wine you could enjoy now for hundred bucks. To me, this, this is better than the O3, and I had the O3. This is a wine that, yes, it could use more time, but right off the bat, it's already delicious. But uh, it, like I said, it could use some more time just to kind of develop and let the the nose kind of evolve on the wine. But in itself, like I said, it's a deliciously wine. It's 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 very complex, and uh, when you're drinking it, you know it's expensive and, and it's it's an elegant wine. I think it's definitely worth a buck, and I gave it a B plus. Cool. And what what's why don't just repeat it again? The the Chapelet Estate. They call it Cabernet, which is funny because, um, like I said, it's 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 hardly Cabernet. It's only seventy eight percent Cabernet, but it's fourteen percent Petit Verdot and eight percent Merlot. It's sort of a strange uh, mix to have that much Petit Verdot and, and, and a red. You know, you usually see like maybe like five to you know eight percent something no, like that, it's, but it's, that fourteen percent is quite a bit. So, oh yeah, and I've really been, bit. And I, yeah, r- quite a bit. And like I said, it it is uh, interesting. For that to that to me. All right, you want me to hop on it? Um, my second wine is uh, Delisle Cellars. It's their uh, oh, it's their Donay. No, it's their Donay Syrah. Okay. So it's uh, from Washington State. It's about ninety-seven percent uh, Syrah, three percent Viognier. A uh, little background info on Delisle. It's a small family-owned winery located in Wooden Woodenville, Washington. Uh, founded in nineteen ninety-two. Uh, their main Delisle cellars. They produce uh, five Bordeaux-style wines, along with the Donay and its D-O-Y-E-N-N-E wines. Oh, uh, Doyen. Yeah, I always mispronounce everything. Doyen. Doyen. Um, By the way, but yeah. So, just on Tuesday, I had their their two top shelf. Oh, right, the, the, the big Hill and the Shalour. I had them both. Awesome. Nice. Steve. Steve did the self editing on that one. Yeah. It was awesome. So I, I, I mouthed it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I should drink champagne for lunch more often. Huh? Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, the how do you say it, Donye? Doyen. Doyen. Uh, D-O-Y-E-N-N-E. Uh, D-O-Y-E-N-N-E, correct. Doyen. 
let's see. They they do this this brand of Delil. Uh, they kind of call it like a Northern Rhone style Syrah, Chateauneuf uh, de Pop style, and uh, two or three other ones, a Roussan and a uh, province styled uh, red named AIX is another one that they make. So, this is a bottle that with your first initial aroma, you've heard me rave about packs, how awesome pack sellers is. I've had one or two lately that haven't lived up to my. Uh, my liking for like, the price. They're like punch in the gut wines, you know? Right. Well, that's, yeah. and, and I like those, though. Yeah. Uh, but this, this had a nose that was, could, if you blindfolded me, I would have bet a lot of money that it was Pax. It was that close to that big, huge, aromatic, just awesome. This The nose blew me away, and I figured, you know what? It's going to be all nose. There's going to be nothing to the nothing to the wine. Because I had never heard anything about this. This was one of those I was going through. I think it was at Costco or something. Picked up a couple bottles and figured it's in like the $45 range or thereabouts. Okay. So I picked up a couple bottles of those, opened it two nights ago, because I figured, I'm like, I need a broadcast wine, so I pulled it out of the cellar. Plus, it's one of those big bottles, and if you've got a wine cellar, the biggest space taker-upper is the Pinots and the Syrahs that are just like the giant Pax bottles. So, this is a huge bottle, so I pulled that Blown away by the nose, uh, getting to the uh, taste of it. This is what, uh, in my opinion, is what Steve would say a big sexy wine. This was a wine that it had the nose, but I'm telling you, the it was it was an it was big, it was sexy. There's dark fruit, spice, peppers, just an amazingly long, great finish. Uh, this is a wine that took a while for it to open up. So this is one that this if you've got This is a pole dancer it, that put out. Yeah. This is if you got a decanter, put it in it, and let it sit there for like an hour, two hours, even three hours. You're not going to be, uh, you know, it's one of those wines you definitely want to decant. I was blown away by it. The fact that it was in the $45 range. Actually, I think I was at Costco today, and they had it around 40 bucks. That price range, even regardless of the price, I gave, it, I gave it a B plus, A minus, because I was, I was really blown yeah, away blown by away it. Yeah, blown away by it. That's cool. Yeah. Man. yeah. Let me just ask you this. Well, we'll end it. Should I do an honorable mention or, or, or a dishonorable mention? Would you, would you rather hear? Yeah, you know what? This has been all love today. Why don't you go with a... You know, we have two good... I had two good ones. Okay. Two good Domain, ones. Domain Guillard, Jevry Chambre 10, V.A. Vien, all Corvée. Yeah, so, si, so, si, so. We need to take notes on this one. Yeah, that's going to be on the broadcast notes on our uh, v- page. V- 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 Say that one more time. No, it's, a, it's a 2004 Domain Guillard, Domain Guillard or Domain Guillard, the Jev, the Jev, from the Jevry Chambre 10 area. Uh, in Burgundy, and it's an old vine, the double V, the VV, the VA vine, um, and the name of the vineyard is the O Corvée, and this goes for anywhere between thirty to forty dollars. And this is a Peter uh, Weingat selection, and Peter Weingat is a very, very reputable importer. He actually imports Kilikanoon. No, oh, he must said. be reputable if he yes. if he imports enough, that. Enough said. Anyway, this guy was. I mean, this was uh, you know. I was what, like he's Dave, this guy was like Dave Kingman on the plate on this mm-hmm. one, you know he's hitting fucking home runs. Got but, the wide stance, knocking him out of the park. Yeah, he definitely missed on this one. Um, there was a a bit char, a bit of char on the nose that sort of that 
toasty, charred, you know, oak, um, and a bit of, and Kirsch definitely on the nose. Wow. Um, and then as soon as you drank it, you initially got it was like a like a Kirsch bomb up front. It was like, oh well, nice roll, nice dark cherry, and then it quickly turned very tart and bitter and very green, oh, like like green coffee bean. You know, like you're biting into a, a an unripe coffee bean, and it the wine actually it was so bitter and tart and unpleasant. I gagged. I gagged. Wow! Absolute fucking. And you normally, the only time I ever hear you gag is when we're in the forest reserve. Well, I need to. I need to write. I need to write home. Right? Somebody's, somebody's got to get me back. What's your rating? I said dump this shit. I mean, isn't it apparent? <laughs> I call it. I said it was a fucking dumper. Right, what do you think my rating is? Yeah. Think I'm able to see mine? And how, how much is it? It's thirty-five bucks. Wow, and that's an F if it made you puke no, in it's your a, mouth. No, well, uh, it didn't. It didn't make me puke my mouth. That would have been enough. I gave it a D. I mean, it was nice initially, but I, I was I was just horrified by the wine. But again, another 2004 red burgundy that was horribly disappointing. So here's my, my advice to all you kids out there when you're out there on, your, on a hot date or, you know, guys or gals, what have you, or if you want to get a special bottle for your man, well, whether you're straight or not. Anyway, um, avoid the 04 burgundies. Go 03 or 0, the 05s are starting to come in. The 05s are going to be freaking dynamite. Nice. The O3s are f- tremendous. We, I mean, how, how many great O3s do we have? Oh, yeah. The oh, Lajois yeah. and the, the, yeah. the Plinth Lorendum are yeah. awesome. So, but this is not, not a shitty O4. Wow. All right. So, well, that wraps it, it up. It can't hey, be all love, right? So it can't be all love. It can't love. be. And, 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 and like you always say, though, any Thumbed comments, up. questions, no, info no. three wine guys. And if you want to uh, complaints, we shoot them to uh, Steve O3. Steve, Steve, STV. Oh, yeah. No, three not, not ST- do you have it set up for us? I got anything goes to him. Dashes, hyphens, whatever. All so. right. But it's Steve at 3WineGuys.com. I'm Scott at 3WineGuys.com, and you got Terry at 3WineGuys.com. So yeah, that's us. That's all of us. And any generic questions that you want on the uh, question you, answers you know, the, or anything. Probably the best thing is info because we all get yeah, that distributed Yeah, info at 3WineGuys.com or leave us a voicemail at 312-293-8812. And like always, we appreciate all your questions and comments. And if you do leave us a comment, tell us where you're from and we'll put it on our uh, and like that last comment, I um I had added the uh, the phone number. He left his phone number. Yeah, with us, that's fine. We, yeah, we we're not going to bust anybody out and you know say their home address or their phone numbers or anything <laughs> like that. No, we're not dicks. I mean, anyway, cheers. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a great week.